Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re rate, re review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We thank you. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. What's up, homies? What's up? <laughs> Yo. A couple of homies cutting it up. <laughs> Mikey, you're mortified <laughs> the way I started that. What's up, homie? <laughs> but I'm only doing that because our friend Max Homa, fresh off his third PGA victory uh, at the Wells Fargo, is going to join us as we head into the PGA Championship, the second of four majors uh, on the golf calendar. Uh, Billy, you were not here. You missed Max Homa. He and he missed you. Let me tell yeah. you, he missed you. Yeah, he actually. Bill, yeah, he, he does not you. know who I am. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Ask where you were. No, yeah. he did yep. not. Yes, he did. To throw back to our first interview, I'll just leave it there. Really? <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Huh. But uh, but Billy, what were you doing that day? I forget what happened. Well, I have a, I have a question for you. Am I still a homie or am I you not are. anymore? Okay, good. good. You are. I but we, but I will tell you, we recruited another homie. So now there are four. Okay? Really? Me, you, Mikey A, and because you couldn't be, uh, you couldn't be here for this interview. We recruited Chris Cody. How about wow. that? Wow. And I think Max like Chris. What do you think, Mikey? Eh? Uh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I think. I mean, not as much as Billy because no, he definitely no, no. won't ask where Chris is next time. <laughs> if there is a next time. Wow. Right. If there is a next time. Well, that's Billy. the cliffhanger, right? Because here's the thing. Yeah. If I remember uh, correctly. What happened was we had Max Homa on and we really liked Max Homa and we kind of, well, not all of us, but most of us jumped off of Tony Finau and renounced our members or membership of being Feenuts, which I don't think everyone did that. I think there's still some Feenuts amongst us, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, and then we saw that Max was just flirting with everybody. He was flirting with Pardon My Take. He was flirting with SVP. He was flirting with Rusillo. He was flirting with everyone. And I said, you know what, Stu Goss, like, 
we need to put an end to this, okay? Like, yep. how about a little loyalty? If we're going to come out here and say we're no longer going to support Tony Finau, which, by the way, we then quickly said we're just going to support anyone who wins. But mm-hmm. we said if we're going to be homies because we're friends with Max Homa, or so we thought, we need some loyalty. We need to call him out. We need to get to the bottom of this. We need to make him pick a side. And then, because I'm a coward, I hid from him when we were finally able to get involved. <laughs> yeah. But I did not. Uh, but what I will tell you is, and you'll you'll hear it, Billy, uh, I was a tad too aggressive. Okay? Really? <laughs> I, a little I, bit. Yeah, I, Mikey, I was really coming at him. Like, I want him to make a decision. I stand with you, Billy. Mm. Choose us or choose them. But make yeah. a decision for crying out loud. Right, Mike? Yeah, you, you definitely issued an ultimatum, and uh, yes. I hope yeah. it pays off for us. <laughs> By the way, his fourth career PGA victory uh, at the Wells Fargo. But here's the big thing with Max. He's got to break through at a major. He has yet to uh, to win at a major. He's really yet to compete and contend at a major. But I got a feeling this week, Billy, the PGA, it's a course that I saw him tweeting about it the other day. He loves the course, sets up well for him. Mm. This man needs to start competing in majors and winning majors, and I think that he will. If he does win a major, do you think we'll ever hear from him again, or do you think it'll just be like he'll just drop us completely? Because it it happened to me with Jordan Spieth. Right. No, it happened with us with Jordan Spieth. No, (laughs) we had Jordan Spieth on right after – me and Dad, Billy, you remember? We had Spieth on right after he won his first Masters. We were talking about the green jacket, the party he had Mm -hmm. with his friends. They got beer all over the green jacket. We never heard from Spieth again. He enjoyed it. His team did not. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So you guys don't think it'll be – You don't think it'll be Max Homa that, like, bails on us. You think it'll be – like, he'll then have handlers that will be like, no more of this nonsense. I don't think Homa cares. I don't think he takes himself too seriously. Yeah. So he'll tell the handlers, like, too bad. You know? Well, here's the good thing is that in all of this, we, we and I mean, we could just tell the audience, we have direct access to him now. So the yes, handlers you. cannot get in the way of this. Exactly. And it's dangerous because Stu Gatz has direct access to I him. Do. And I'm sure has had countless conversations with him. We're having dinner and, this week. Yeah. Well, because that's the thing is I, I'm hoping that he does win, right? Because... From what I've seen with my good friend Max uh, uh-huh. on social media, because that's the only way I actually know him, sure. uh, he's expecting a child soon. So if he doesn't win it now, life's going to get a little complicated soon. So we got to kind of get this win under our belt now, I think, before I agree. everything gets turned upside down. Because you guys both have children. You know how that goes. Mikey, here's the way I do it. Because I, I think most golfers would tell you, in order of importance with majors, Masters 1, U.S. Open 2, uh, open Championship, the British Open, three, and then fourth is a PGA, right? So if Max wins the PGA, I think he's our guy, okay? But if he wins Augusta, he's going straight to Van Pelt's, okay? <laughs> and anything in between is PFT. I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that fair? I think, I think that's probably how it's going to be done, right? So let's not root for Max to win the Masters. He has to win the PGA, Billy. Because yeah. we're like, you know, we're fourth in that pecking order, the way I see it. It's Van Pelt, PFT, Rosillo, and then us, the homies. I don't like it, Billy. I don't like it, but that's the way it is. I so, so you're saying that his loyalty will ultimately come down to which caliber major he wins. And if he wins the worst of the majors, then he's ours. I think so, yes. Understand, if he wins the Masters, the first guy he sees upon winning the Masters will be Scott Van Pelt. Like, it's going to be, like, one of the first people. He'll sit down, he'll do the interview with him, it'll be him and Nance. I mean, that's the way it works. Well, from a little birdie told me that you actually saw him at the Masters and you were blown off. Uh, Well, he'll tell that story. Max will tell that story. Yes, he will. (laughs) Let's get to the uh, future PGA champions. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips 
away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There he is. There he is. The Wells Fargo two-time champion. There he is. Mazel. Thank you. Yo, what is it about that course? We'll get to your flirtations with other media members and stuff like that. Uh, You're going to have to make a commitment to us, Max, at some point, okay? Like a full (laughs) commitment, okay? I want to know, when I come home at night, I'm coming home to you, okay? (laughs) Does that make sense? But what is it about that course at the Wells Fargo that you love so much? Well, uh, it was actually a different course this year, so maybe it's just the title sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that. That's a terrible job by me. <laughs> so you just love Wells Fargo. Is that what you're saying? Good bank. Apparently so, man. I don't. I don't even bank with them, but apparently there's something about it. Maybe I should be. All right, help me out here because. You and I had a very, well, we didn't have any exchange. It was a one-way exchange at Augusta. I was there. (laughs) That's still my bad, my bad. I was with my dad. You were practicing. I think you were practicing chipping after the first round at Augusta. Um, And my dad and I came right up to the ropes, and I just yelled out, I yelled out, homies. And then I yelled out, Scott. And you gave me a casual little, you know, wave. At what point did you realize, oh, my God, that's the guy I spoke to a couple of weeks ago on his podcast? Because you sent me a very nice email in the middle of the fucking Masters, Max, saying, hey, I apologize for not spending time with you and your dad. Yeah, I uh, I heard somebody yell something, and then I heard this. what I figured out later was Stu Gotts, and I made it about 30 more yards. And I was sitting there, and I was like, what the hell did that guy just say? And then I got about to the first or second row of um, of uh, on the driving range, so like 60 yards away from you. And then I was like, oh, shoot. I just I'm putting two and two together here. I was like, well, I'm not walking all the way back around and kind of doing the walk of shame. So I just I left it. <laughs> and you sent me a very nice email, which I appreciate. Yeah, I figured way. it was a mess of both worlds. Max, how many times a year? Do you? Because I yell it. I'm I'm like over twenty. By the way, let me introduce Chris yes. Cody, who is a new member of the Homies. Okay, yeah. welcome. Uh, Gil cannot be here. He's the original member. Okay, he came up with the name. But uh, let yeah. me introduce Chris Cody to you, Max. Okay, big fan, my friend. Uh, how many times a year I do? I'm over like twenty eight thirty. I'm like an average hack golfer. How many times a year do you yell four? Oh man, it's got to be at least fifty. Really? Well, you play more than I do. That's why. Like, I also play even... in front. I also play in front of people watching me, so that's a little <laughs> that's different. <true. laughs> There's no one watching you. In your that's different. If you hit one, if you lose one off the tee, you have to yell for. It. I assume that pros have someone to yell for for you. you no, no, man. You let that thing rip. No, but that's what the homies would do for you. That's what we're trying to establish. <laughs> I with appreciate you. We, that. Listen, I want to make merch. I want T-shirts, you and I, 50-50. I mean, it's your name, so I guess the percentage is up to you. But, I mean, how do you feel? We want to be your official fan club, and we want to grow the official fan club because what I don't like is your flirtations with Scott Van Pelt, with Ryan Rastillo, with PFT, who was a friend of mine. You're going to have to choose them or choose us. And i got to be honest with Max. I'd choose us, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
Listen, I get it, but I'm going to just let you know I've known all of those people kind of longer than our, our philosophy <laughs> relationship, and none of them have made me choose. Uh, I've never gotten an ultimatum before, but I do. I have a question for you guys. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Is Billy uh, suspended uh, from our uh, interactions because last time I was on, he made fun of my grandpa dying? <laughs> he felt so badly he's like let me take this one off i want to get back in the homie club so that's what he's doing it's an homage to your grandpa yes <laughs> appreciate that you weren't holding on to that at all were you <laughs> i was waiting to see if i wanted to rehash to make him blush again have you ever now now uh Chris Cody, you were hit with a golf ball by yeah. Ray Romano, yep. <laughs> who turns out to be your uncle. Yeah, right? he's my uncle. Right. He's my family. He hit me with. He sliced one at a celebrity tournament. Hit me right, almost in the mid, like almost in the uh, you know the pride and joy. Right. It was like inner thigh. <laughs> yes, and as Chris knows, I was hitting the forehead, thirteen stitches right here with a golf ball yeah. in the sixteenth. No way. Yes. So I'm wondering, have you, Max, ever been hit by a golf ball or hit someone with a golf ball? Yeah, I've hit plenty of people with a golf ball, but I've been hit. Uh, I've been hit a couple times, but the one bad one, and this is sounds way dumber now. I can't believe anybody thought this was a good idea. But the driving range I grew up on, when we were real, real young, every once in a while they would stagger it, so you'd have people in front on the left, a net in between, and then it would be further back on the right. It makes no sense. And somebody hit one over the net one time. I was young, and I got smoked in my back. I remember it stings. It stings bad. Yep. Uh, and then another time we were chipping around. My buddy was playing like that poison game on the tee, and he like kind of was just being funny, whacked one, and caught me, as you said, right in the upper inner thigh, very, very, very close to the jewels. So that's yeah, a scary a one. There, you get some padding there, right? Like, look, here, I'm going to show you a picture right now. I got hit right in the forehead. No padding there, okay? Uh, and I had 13 stitches. So Chris has seen this yes. a couple of times. Here you go, Max. Put it up. Put Oh, oh, my God. Yes. Yep. Yep. I finished the round, by the way. I mean, that's how you tough it out, right? <laughs> Come on, no days off. How'd you shoot? <laughs> Terribly. I, mean, I was also hammered. I mean. What's the play, Max? Max, when you hit somebody in the, in the gallery, what's the play? Give them a golf glove? Do you bring extra golf gloves to hand out? Like, what's the play when you hit somebody? I, so I hate I hate it because it's like you hit somebody and they're I've never had it really bad but you hit somebody and it's like they could be gushing blood and then it just looks like someone throws a signed glove at him like this will yeah. fix it don't worry <laughs> don't worry sir you'll be fine now a Max Homa signed foot joy glove everything is better uh, don't tell the ambulance to drive to turn around you're you'll be fine so I ask them I'm like do you want a glove like is that something you're interested in and then most of the times like yeah that'd be great and I sign it but I hate just like walking up and yeah. handing it to them like here's your lucky day <laughs> <laughs> I congratulated you you wanted nothing to do with it but I congratulated you on merely making the cut of the masters you didn't respond that didn't seem like it was good enough for you like you were one of the 50 guys or 50 some odd guys who made the uh made the cut at augusta that's that's a big accomplishment man but you wanted nothing to do with my congratulatory email well, well the uh i get i kind of get off my phone a bit for the majors especially the masters you get blown up with like a eight million different things and if i'm being honest i'm so bad at looking at my email anyways it's a miracle i see any messages <laughs> uh i so that is a tough one for me. I always, I always see like I saw this uh, on um, Tuesday. <laughs> you guys sent it Sunday about uh, yes, joining up. So I'm not good at email. But you're great at social media. Like that's weird. So you've you've ditched email essentially. The best way to get a hold of you is on social media. Yeah, it actually probably is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you make of the PGA Tour uh, denying guys access to play in that new tour, the Live Tour? Man, I'm I am impressed. Uh I didn't think they were going to do that. Um it is going to be chaos I think for a little bit with uh I'm sure there's going to be some kind of lawsuit between the two tours. I'm sure some of the players are going to kind of want to get an answer as to why, you know, the tour did it, but I, you know, I'm not one of those people. I didn't I didn't ask for release, so I'm pretty stoked to see this uh and see how it unfolds. It didn't affect me at all, so it's kind of fun to watch, but I'm I'm impressed. I didn't think this tour was going to stand up like that and they did. Why do you think they wouldn't stand up to it? Uh just because it just seems like a headache. Um, you know, yeah. there's just so much so many moving parts as uh 
at some point I just thought maybe they were like, uh, maybe they were trying to bluff and say, Oh, you can't go. But, um, you know, and then in the long run, hoping that people just didn't go uh, on their own accord. And now they really are kind of puffing their chest out and saying, now you can't, you can't leave or there's going to be uh, consequences. So it just felt like I thought they would think it was a headache. I'm sure they have better things to do. I'm sure everybody at the tour is tired of talking about this and figuring out what they're going to do about it. Um, so I was just, I was a little bit surprised in that, in that manner. I love how Justin Thomas responded by saying, hey, if you want to go, go, stop talking about it. I thought that was the perfect response by Justin. I'm kind of with that. It is getting old. I mean, you got people out on tour who are, you know, qu I guess everybody's quietly like talking about how they might go. Um, you hear people about, you know, getting their releases and there's some other guys like Justin who's made it very well known. He's not going. Um, and it's like, man, like either draw your foot, and, uh, draw a line in the sand and say, hey, this is what I want to do and 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 get on with it or or just kind of like stay on the pga tour but at some point i'm tired of the ex like kind of like excuses like this is a great for the game it's growing the game i think that that's a kind of a i think that's just trying to make yourself feel a little bit better about leaving for a bunch of money and honestly if you want to go for a bunch of money go for it like that's your that's your call but like i just it's the dancing around it that is tough it's like you know, putting kind of taken taken away from golf tournaments because the big news on tour is that you might go play a different golf tournament. It's like I think that you should go for it. You're allowed to go do it, but I, I don't know. I'm with Justin. It's just kind of like get get on with it. <laughs> Let's get this thing over with so we can all just go play golf again. I don't mean to keep going negative here. I'm just trying to make you relatable to the common golfer. <laughs> I want to know the worst. Oh, he shot. is, Chris. <laughs> I want to know which shot the worst shot you've ever hit on tour. Yeah, number six at Bay Hill over the green. <laughs> I was in no hesitation. There's a great video of it, uh, and I took a mean swing at a flop shot, and I just hit it dead off the hosel, oh, yeah. and it went straight at the uh, camera tower at the camera guy and fortunately hit his tower and kicked it back onto the grass. Uh, but it was humiliating because every year uh, for the Scratch TV does a shank week, and it is always uh, <laughs> always makes an appearance, so I don't, don't I don't like that one. Do you now laugh at it when you see it though? I mean, can you find some? Oh, it's some, funny. Some humor in it. Cringy, yeah. cringy, <laughs> cringy. <laughs> is there a guy on tour? Obviously, everybody who has a PGA Tour card is amazing in golf. But is there a guy that gets made fun of as like that's the guy most likely to shank one? Even though he's an elite golfer like all of us, he's more likely than the rest of us to hit a shot that a normal hack would do. Yeah, uh, the shank is uh, Webb Simpson. He's he's known to shank it. Uh, really? He's one of the best golfers on the planet, one of the best players I've played with. Uh, but he's got a shank in his in his bag every once in a while. It's very <laughs> – he would have the most common if you asked him. Um, there's a couple other guys uh, I could think of, or I'm not thinking of right now. But Webb, Weber's got a – look up an old story about uh, at the Ryder Cup when Tiger came up to him and asked him what he was doing on the wrong fairway, kind of making fun of Webb. <laughs> Wait, Mikey, hey, can you look up two things? I want you to look up Max's shot on the sixth hole at Bay Hill. And I want you, I want you to look up uh, that story yeah, uh, that he so just good. told us. That's so funny. Have like So Chris asked you your worst shot, and you knew it like automatically. Like You've been sitting on that. You know it. It's never going to change. What's the best shot Max Holman has ever hit? The best shot. Oh, man, recency bias, but uh, under the gun, my shot on 17 last week on Sunday was about as good as I got. Uh, it went within like a foot of where I was aiming it. Um, you know, if the hole was where, you know, I was trying to aim it, it would be a hole one. It was the uh, how nervous I was and everything going on. But that's recency bias. It's always it's always harder to pick your favorite shot. Um, but the bad ones seem to be the ones that stick out really, really obviously. Wait. But I'm interested, Max, because you've won on tour and yet still in that spot. Can you take us through that? You were you were nervous at the end of the Wells Fargo. It was close. It was tight. You were trying to win a tournament and nerves kicked in there. Yeah, I mean, 17th tee, uh, the 17th hole is one of the more tricky holes, especially when you put the pin where they had it. It was a little bit. Uh, windy and off the left it was cold so it was playing long and I kind of knew all day that um, that shot was going to matter a lot um, you know it, it could kind of break your tournament uh, so Keegan went up first uh, to be honest I thought he might have hit it in the water and it get just gets over it and when it uh, just gets over the water and now he's actually in a pretty decent spot putting about 25 30 feet so I know he's going to make at least a par 
I got a one stroke lead and I couldn't be too aggressive. And I just wanted to hit this soft six iron and just kind of flight it into the wind a little and let the wind bring it just a bit right on the left edge of the green. And I mean, I hit it right where I was looking and it was also, it just, it felt, it was like as pure as I've got, it was a perfect divot. It just came right out the middle. Uh, the flight was strong. I don't know. It just, it was, uh, it was everything. And it just was a big moment. Cause like I said, I was kind of thinking about it for part of the back nine, uh, even though I was trying, I didn't want to, it just was like, this shot's going to be, it could be a kind of a make or break. And um, it was cool to get up there and, and hit a golf shot like that. I remember Tiger said years ago uh, at, Bay Hill, at Bay Hill, he hit a really good five iron. He said, you know, it was just a cool golf shot. It's cool to do that in the moment. And that's what it felt like right when it was done. I was like, that was just cool. Like I felt very um, proud. I hadn't really hit a shot like that under the gun, like that good before um, just dead out the middle of the face. So that was, that was that, for, like I said, recency bias, but I really liked that golf shot. Wait, so a couple of interesting things there because you were thinking about that shot holes before you actually had to take that shot. And, and then I'm wondering, like, how do you deal with the nerves? If I play in front of five people, we played at the celebrity uh, tournament in Tahoe and I was a nervous wreck. Like, how do you control the nerves in that situation? What do you do? Yeah, um, you know, you try to play one shot at a time. But, you know, when I woke up in the morning, I mean, there's always going to be shots or holes or whatever that stick out as like the going to be the tough battle for the day. And 17... I think everybody right-handed, it's just a hard, awkward tee shot. Short right miss goes in the water. Long left is in a bad spot in a bunker. So it's just something that was sticking out. So on the back, I was just, I wasn't actively trying to think about it. But here and there, I, as the wind would pick up, you know, you could kind of, I could kind of catch myself thinking that 17 tee shot ain't getting any easier. Um, so, but with nerves, man, I think it's a lot of it's practice. And I think a lot of it is just embracing it. Um, if you're nervous, it means you're doing something cool. If you're never nervous for your entire life, I, you know, I'd almost feel like a little bit sad because, you know, part of that means that you're doing something that makes you really excited and happy. And uh, at the moment, it might feel, you know, it can feel crippling. But I think if you look at it as something that's really cool and exciting, uh, it then just becomes fun and you can embrace it. Do you ever imagine the gallery nude? Because that's when I was public speaking in school. If I ever got nervous, I imagined the whole class is nude. Do you ever imagine the entire gallery nude? No, because I think back in elementary school when we learned that one, it, it, that, that turned me off to it pretty quick. It doesn't really work, right? <laughs> Overwhelming. When's the last time you played on aerated greens? Uh, last year, probably. I don't know. We always play a little bit. I'm lucky now because uh, typically during the uh, aeration season, uh, we are traveling, so I get to miss out. But back in the day, man, that was the grind. Is every nothing worse than showing up to a round. I got a new putter I'm trying to try out. 90 bucks. It's all right. A little, little pricey, yeah. but it's fine. Right. You get to that first green, it's like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse chipping and like pitching because the ball is just like lands in a hole yes. and stops or it misses the hole and runs. Bullshit. What what bothers you the most about golf? Is there like one like just a pet peeve about golf or golfers? You know, there ain't one. Um, <laughs> oh, give us your top three, <laughs> man. Well, I think I guess it just depends on the level. But if you're just out there playing for fun, like having yes. a fun day, like yeah. the guy obviously takes it seriously, right? Like when we play pro ams, I guess this would answer it. My, when we play pro ams. 90% of the time we play with a great group. The guys are awesome. Uh, everything's good. But the 10% of times when the guys, you could tell right when they show up that they say something like, uh, oh, what's the lead at so far? And it's like, we're not here to win this thing, man. Like, and and if, if you are, like, you, like, I need to do my thing. I can't really help you that much. That, that's when it gets tough for me. That's my pet peeve. You're out there getting ready for a real fucking tournament, and yeah. they're thinking, hey, how do we win this? And you're like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm happy to help you, but like, if you look at me because I made a bad swing uh, because you went to win the pro am on Wednesday, uh, yeah, that, that'll get me a little that bit annoyed. Us. I gotta be honest, me and Chris would do that. We to you. did it. In, <laughs> no, no, in Lake Tahoe, we played the practice yes. round with Marty Fish. He's yes. like the best at that celebrity yeah. thing, yeah. and he didn't give a shit about it because it was just the. And we were like, dude, we got to What are we back? Right? Are we back down six? <laughs> we were those assholes. We were, and we would be those assholes if we played with you. Just yeah. so you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But we love you because we're homies. <laughs> you guys get homeless. Can you talk? Oh, he wants to go homeless. What do you like better, homies or homeless? <laughs> and right now, technically, we are homeless because you haven't embraced this fully the way I would like you, okay? And I will run the fee now in a heartbeat, okay? 
Why am I threatening you? You're a nice man. I love you. <laughs> you, you are you are not a good negotiator. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you, you can't like you can't keep threatening the person you're. Dating. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. I asked you recently if uh, it, it's such a great point by you. I'm a terrible negotiator. <laughs> I asked you recently if I could caddy for you during a practice round. Do you think we can get that done? I, we would have fun. I would loosen you up. You wouldn't be nervous. I promise you. 17th hole, Wells Fargo. I would loosen you up. I promise you I'm not nervous during practice rounds. So <laughs> it's definitely definitely a possibility um, to do a practice round nine holes or some, or at least a couple holes. Uh, we kind of got to keep getting through this, uh, whatever we're in. Uh, COVID slowly going away and on our tour, but I know there's some regulations, so it's made things a little bit more awkward. But once it's uh, once that's done, done, I'm sure we can figure something out. All right, we all right. We Mikey A sent us this clip now. All right, you're all right on we holes. have we we have Sixth your hole. shot, Max. Here we go. All right, he's got do some play by play. A lot play, of Chris. gallery right here around him. Let's see. All right, so he's in the rough a little bit, trying to do something here. Whoa, that oh. that thing came right at the camera. Holy oh, yeah. shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, I'm cringing. <laughs> I mean, I you just it. gave Stu Gotts another scar on his forehead from the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I now realize why that sits with you many, many years later. <laughs> it's tough, man. I see it every year. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was my first trip to Augusta, and I haven't been to many other PGA uh, courses. Can you explain the difference of that course? I've never seen anything like it. It was pristine. <laughs> um, can you explain how much better is that course than the other courses on tour? Yeah, I think everybody gets caught up for good reason and just how pristine it is. But we play a lot of places that are pristine. Um, maybe not quite as good as Augusta, but, you know, pretty close. But it's just the holes, the character to the holes, the slopes of the greens. Um, I, it's just uh, kind of all-encompassing. It's a it's a very well-thought-out golf course. It has beautiful holes and magical holes. And then you have the holes where you just remember it from TV. I think that helps a lot. History, obviously, kind of puts a – puts places in good favor but it's just a layout i don't if you're an architect junkie i think you would see some crazy nuances and even if you weren't you would realize that what you were playing on was different and special and fun the slopes and the fairways are crazy and then the greens are nuts so it's just it requires a lot of it requires great golf in, in every area of your game and i think a, a lot of golf courses just because you know it's hard to build a perfect golf course a lot of golf courses maybe test something significantly more than something else augustus feels very balanced What's the opposite of Augusta? What's the lamest golf course on tour? Oh, on tour? Yeah. We're just in general. <laughs> you uh, went to your home course, didn't you? Your home course recently? Yeah, I mean, my course actually is it's, it's all right. For a par 61, it's all right. The most, I don't know. Um, there's really not a lot of boring, but I guess you get caught up in there's, you know, obviously flatter golf courses where it just feels like target practice. Yeah. Um, it's just different than a Augusta, I guess you have to work, move the ball and curve the ball. So I can't think of one right now, but there's some where it's just, you know, it's flat. You're not really getting tested super uh, hard on like flighting a ball or, or cutting a ball, little stuff like that. Do you ever just show up to a golf course and go, man, these guys are just trying too hard. They're just trying to put everything. They're throwing the kitchen sink at me. Yeah. Can't you just make it a, a golf course we can play? Why is there a zebra in the seventh fairway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that. There's some you could tell that they're just trying to do too much. Um, you can almost, like, see where they wanted to go, and then it's almost like it got it got completed, and they even they were like, ah, you know, <laughs> this is a little much, but we'll make it, uh, I guess we'll make it work. The thing is, is there's this weird blend now where golf courses who have host PJ Tour events feel like they need to make it harder, obviously, for us, but then it becomes kind of unplayable for the common, you know, golfer, and I think that's really difficult. I think that's where Augusta has a great benefit. Everybody knows that golf course is made for the Masters. Um, there's members, obviously, that love it and, and, and play it, but that golf course is primarily for like built around you know being ready for April and the Masters. So other places trying to do something like that, it's tough. They don't have the uh, they don't have the means to to keep to keep up with all the changes that go on with whether it's technology or um, skill levels or just even where you place the tees uh so there's a lot of golf courses that kind of overdo the difficult difficulty um there's a course at oklahoma state karsten creek their their home golf course that if you went and played there you would hate hate golf so much we had nationals there it's the hardest freaking golf course i've ever played in my life that was one of them it's like you're just making this 
too hard. I love the golf course for us, but I can't imagine a f- playing for fun there. It would be awful. What do you think about like a 780 yard par six? <laughs> I, I like that. I'm about I'm about the par sixes. That'd be fun. Yeah. Why'd you go back to the home course? Did you say it was a par 61 course? Yeah, I grew up on a par 61. Good old executive. I mean, that would make me feel great. Uh, I mean, a par 61. But why'd you go back? Did you break your record? You were trying to break your own record, right? I was trying to break my caddy's record on the par oh. three course that's uh, on the same property. Um, I go back. I mean, they did. I go every time I go home, I go back at least sit balls at the range. I just like going there. Um, but yeah, I typically play that par three course when I go home. It's just fun. It's easy. We play in like an hour. Um, are they watching? Yeah, you? Are they was, watching you play these rounds? Like, can you just you know say you birdied every hole? Like, what are we doing here? Like, let's go. You break. You can break the course. The problem is the guy with the record is my caddy, and I can't lie about that. One. <laughs> that's, nice. that, that's our thing, uh, and and it's his thing on me. And I, he knows how much I hate that he has that record, and <laughs> I can break it. So one of these days, I'm shooting. He shot eight under and nine holes. I got to break it. I got to shoot nine under and nine holes. What's the most angry you'll get at your caddy during a round? We have probably three times I've gotten like mad at him where he knew, but I, I when I am mad, I kind of go mute. Like I don't really say anything. So I think that you would have to know me to get that. Um, but I, I'll never really like say much out loud to him. I don't really, it makes, it's awkward when somebody starts berating their caddy. I'm right. not a huge fan of that one, but he knows there's Wait. one time by glass, uh, it only really happens when I'm very adamant about a club and he's adamant the other way. And then I hit his and it goes the wrong distance, but it really doesn't happen often. Have you ever, has he ever suggested a club and you said, nah, fuck that. I'm going with my own, my own club, my own decision. And then he lets you have it after you hit a bad shot. No, God, no, that would, that would be very poorly for him. That doesn't, if I'm not That's yelling at I him. Would do. So maybe it's not a good idea to have me as your cat. That might cost him his job. Do you ever hit him with the Shooter McGavin line? Five iron, huh? Well, you're fired. So when I started working together years ago, we used to have basically like an unwritten rule that once a day you had to have a Happy Gilmore line. Because if I hit hit six iron, he wanted me to hit five iron. And, you know, let's just say I hit a six iron up close. You know, that was auto. Oh, five iron, huh? You're fired. (laughs) Funny. Best golf movie. Tin Cup. Really? It's a great one. That's my I, that's, golf movie. It's also the most, I mean, it's just like very realistic. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. I know. <laughs> if I was to ask you one, two, three golf movies, what would you say? Like, give me two more. Uh, Tin Cup, Happy Gilmore. I like, so I like, I like movies like The Greatest Game Ever Played because it's like, uh, you know, it's real. Like it, it happened, but Caddyshack is hard to say, you know, no to, but they're so different, but I love the greatest game ever played. Uh, it's where the U.S. Open is this year at that golf course. Um, so I like stuff like that, but I mean, Caddyshack is a classic. It's as funny as it gets. Legends of Bagger Vance, though. Get over yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a little That's a little serious, serious but yeah. I do. Oh, man. I, I like the movie, but maybe just because there's not a lot of good golf movies out there. Yeah. That's true. What was the coolest message or or kind of coolest person that you heard uh, that you heard from after winning the Wells Fargo? Um, I don't know. Scott Besides Van Pelt, of course. Besides Pillow, mine. PFT. Who are all the guys you named? That was <laughs> you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> SVP has your phone number, though. I'm jealous. He does. I know he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, Max, we'll get you out of here in a second. Uh, with us on behalf of Elijah Craig, by the way. Uh, and by the way, we got your bottle. Thank you very much. You autographed it for us. You sent it, uh, and we got it. We appreciate that. I am wondering, at this stage in your career, can you show up to just about any course without a tea time and Max Homa's getting on? Boom. Just like that? Have you ever had to no, your not, name? Like, I'm Max Homa? No? No, not even a little bit. There's only one, one place, so... Uh, it's a funny story. Uh, last year we were playing in Detroit and there was a big wait on one of the tees and we had been to Bandon Dunes the year prior and we were talking about going and our walking like scorer was telling us how he was about to go. And my caddy Joe was the one who took us and he was like, Hey man, we got to go back. Like, that'd be so fun to go back. I said, yeah, but it's like impossible to make a tea time. And he goes, come on, man. Like if you call him and just say who you are, like we'll get a tea time. And I'm like, Oh, you're kind of laughing or whatever. And like, yeah, maybe I guess we could try it. And while I'm saying that this, our score, who's the one who has the tea time said, please, please don't take my tea time. I've been waiting for this for a year. (laughs) I'm not going to do it, man. You're good. (laughs) You should have done it. (laughs) 
It's a little flex. Okay, do you, listen, do I have permission I as a homie to call up and say, I'm Max Oma? Can I, I'm coming to play the doors? <laughs> yeah, go for it. You let me know if that works. If it works, then I'll start trying it. <laughs> try it, Chris. You want to try it? Uh, listen. You be- probably already tried it. I, I have. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, I do have a question about Phil, but I am wondering, because you are very, very, you're, you're cool, you're loose, you have fun in a sport that's kind of tight, and you're great on social media. And so I'm wondering... Why you took the strategy, you don't take it as seriously. I know you take your craft very seriously, but you like to smile, have fun, interact with the fans. Uh, But you're also great on social media. So that path, that route that you're taking in terms of being fan-friendly, having fun in a sport that's pretty tight, is that kind of rejected on tour? Is that embraced now on tour? Because when I was growing up watching, like no one acted the way you act, Max, which is really, really cool, really, really fun, but also taking your craft very seriously at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not frowned upon on tour. I think it is a tough blend because, you know, for me, when I'm out there, um, I would love to interact with people. But if I interact with one, I feel like I got to interact with a million. So I try to just keep to myself because that is, you know, obviously my time to do what I love and and try and uh, accomplish my goals. But when I'm done the round, if I if we're doing autographs, I'll try to talk as much as I can. And uh, you know, especially if it's like somewhere I have a little bit of time, but I, it's definitely hard for me because um, on social media, I love to give everybody the time of day. It's much easier there, but in, in person and uh, on the golf course, it's like, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop my day and make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hooting and hollering with everybody that's shout my name. I really appreciate the support and everything, but it's also, it's just a fine line. I still, you know, I, I grew up playing golf a certain way mentally. And I can't really like change all that, uh, now, but I would think that, or I, I would notice that, you know, the, I think the social media thing's been good for golf. Um, a lot more players are more interactive. You look at someone like Justin Thomas, who's really good on social media and, and has a great following and also is, you know, one of the three best players in the world. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely progressing that way, but you know, it's always tough. Like I meet people who say, Oh, I thought you were going to be more like fun, I guess. And it's always hard for me because I want to, I want to make everybody tough. like happy. Yeah. I want to, but at the same time, like when I'm playing golf for my living, that's, that's the thing I care about the absolute most, obviously other than my family, but that's all, that's what I care about. I care about that a lot more than Twitter or whatever. So it's like, yeah, man, like I'm just not going to be able to, to kind of go back and forth with you right now. But you know, I, I would like, if I was not on the golf course, I would be a a little bit more inclined to do that. This is what a homie does for his leader, for Max Homa, okay? He blew me and my dad off, okay? He's great. He's fun. Uh, We have a little relationship that's brewing here. He blew me and my dad off at Augusta. He was working. I felt bad about even bothering him. I didn't, but I'm saying it. Uh, I did. And so if he's going to blow me off, he's going to blow you off, and everyone get the hell over it. Is that fair? That's fair. You just just called Justin Thomas a top three player in the world. What would you call yourself? Uh, I think I'm 29th right now, so. <laughs> but like, no, but like, uh, the reason, you think you're better than no, that, no, no, though, man. No, no, no. My, point, my question there was because a lot of people, like, to get to where you are, you need to think I'm the best in the world. So yes. I'm just curious, like, where if you're talking to someone that you don't really know, like, like, where are you in the world? Like, would you say, I think I'm a top 10 golfer in the world, but I just haven't had the results yet? Like, your confidence level of, like, where you see yourself in the pecking order. Yeah, I definitely think um... – I definitely think, you know, when I'm playing well, I think, and I'm sure everybody thinks this, but when I'm playing well, I think I, I'm a top 10 player in the world. I think I have, like, the potential to do that. I haven't played well enough in the majors to solidify that uh, to anyone other than myself. Um, but I definitely think, I don't know, I, I, I've – it's tough. Grown up. I put you in a tough spot. I'm like asking you to say you're great. No, but I think you have to you have to believe that you are great, that you are better to, to get where Max has gotten right. to. I think you have to think like that, right? Yeah, definitely believe it. It's just it's always tough in that because you look at the t- 10 guys and you're saying that you would beat. And it's not that I don't believe I would beat them, but it's it always feels kind of disrespectful to what they've done because they've been kicking my ass. So it's like right. uh think i can yeah at this exact moment i feel like i'm exactly where i am um i i i enjoy the journey and the ascent to you know top 10 in the world that's i think a lot of people's goal and that's where i'd love to be and i definitely believe i can be there um but it takes a lot it's not just one good week two good weeks it's a sustained uh season after season and i think that's really cool and that's what's amazing about what those guys have done justin thomas john rom scotty scheffler um all the guys i mean that's it's impressive 
If I told you you could take one shot, you're envious of of a shot that a guy has in his bag that you don't have. If you could take that shot and put it in your bag, like a Tiger Low Stinger or something like that. I was thinking the same exact shot. I was thinking the Tiger Stinger. What would you want, Max? Whose shot would you want? So I hit an OK Stinger. I'm taking, I don't know if you, when you were at Augusta, if you watched Rory hit drivers, but there's something absolutely, it's like erotic. Yeah, it, is. It, is. it is. I was turned on. You're yes. right. It's not a little erotic. It's Great. not like erotic. It is erotic. <laughs> it's incredible. Big erotica. Yeah, but I was following. Like you all hit him far, so that's interesting to hear that. It's the driver it's, of Rory, huh? There's something different about it. It's something yes. about the way he flies. It's, it's just it's. It extra sounded cool. like Max thinks his stinger's better than Tiger. I don't know. Uh, it, no, I not start that. <laughs> you can say, listen, that's the one guy you don't fuck with. Okay. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> you don't mess with. Uh, quickly on the way out, Max, and we're so uh, we're super happy for you, man. Um, I remember last time we we talked. You talked about how much you you know growing up watching Phil, respecting Phil, his game, all that stuff. And who wouldn't? He's one of the great golfers uh, we've ever seen. So, uh, are you concerned about him? What do you make of this whole you know forty million dollar gambling debt? If it's true, and it's a very good journalist, he wrote a book about it. So, uh, are you concerned about Phil? Where are you with Phil? Oh, uh, I honestly, uh, I I haven't really paid it much mind. I don't really like rumorville's tough. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to look at somebody any different because someone said something about him. Um, And honestly, if he has lost that money in a, like in a casino or gambling or whatever it is, like, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. It doesn't change my life at all. Um, I hope he gets back to playing golf. Uh, I think he's amazing for the game. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a little tough for him when he comes back because he, he does a lot of media and he's going to have to, he's going to have to, I don't know, deal with all the weather, you know, the rumors and all this kind of jargon that's been going on. But I hope he comes back uh, next week at the PGA. Um, you know, like I said, him and Tiger, we grew up watching them and uh, trying to be like them. So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird world. But I definitely have, I feel like I've done a, a decent job of just kind of letting it just flow right by me. It doesn't, if I read something about Phil right now, if it's not from Phil's mouth, it just, it feels untrue. So the PGA, you mentioned your, you you know, you want to crack through in a major. Does that course uh, align well with your game? Like, how do you feel going into the PGA? Yeah, I don't know it too well. I played it 10 years ago, but they've changed it since then. Um, I think it would, uh, I, I remember it being difficult off the tee and I've been driving the ball well. Um, and I remember feeling like a bit of a ball strikers, tough golf course, um, narrow. So, uh, I typically like those, so it should, but you know, the majors are tough. We don't know the golf courses very well. So it's one of those, uh, once we get there, I'll have a better idea. Um, but at the moment, the way I'm playing, I like, I kind of like my chances in most places. So I'm just hoping that this one, uh, you know, fits my eye a bit, but for the most part, I feel, I feel excited just to go play about anywhere right now. I never understand this whole good ball striker. Isn't everybody on tour a good ball striker? Yeah, but there's different. Rory's different. Yeah, there's levels to it, though. Um, so, like, for instance, like major courses uh, typically um, like a little bit longer, right? So, a lot of I think it's harder to separate yourself as like a someone who's hitting a nine iron versus like a six iron and a five iron. Um, I think it's easier to show like Tiger Woods, best iron player of all time, Colin Morikawa, uh, one of the best iron players in the world, Justin Thomas. Like you go watch them hit five irons, you would be a lot more impressed than if you just watched everybody hit a nine iron. Um, so I think that maybe that's the distinction a bit. Uh, Max, we're uh, we're super happy for you, for real, man. And listen, you don't have to choose, okay? You want to be friends with all of us, be friends with all of us. It's your life. It's not mine. But I'm just saying I would just want to be friends yeah. with us, right, and get rid of But it's <laughs> fine. However you want to do this. PFT is cool. All right, PFT is cool. We love him. And Van Pelt is cool. I love yeah. Scott. Uh, Rusillo is the one that's a little <laughs> bit debatable. Okay? <laughs> I mean, that, that one hurt. I got to be honest with you. I get uh, it. We are, ro- we are rooting for you to crack through in a major because I know how important it is to you. And it kind of brings you to a different stature on P- on the PGA Tour once you once you start competing in those things and winning those things. Look what it did for Scotty Scheffler. So we'll be rooting for you at the PGA, man. We will. Uh, and if you win, are you in on this merchandise idea with us? Are you in? Can we uh, can we figure something out, the homies? What do you think? I'm sure we could figure something out. No, that's a no. I think Max is in. He's, I think he's in on that. I do. We can figure something we'll, out. We'll figure it out maybe 90-10 my way, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just throw me a little chat. 
<laughs> we will. Uh, good luck at the PGA, man, and thank you for uh, for doing this, man. We were uh, we were super. We were all texting me, Mikey, A, and Billy. We're like, oh It was great. So, uh, congrats to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Take care. All right, yeah. all right. Mazel tov, man. Thank you. Billy, now we know where we stand in the pecking order. I told you on the front end, and now we know because Homer just told us where we stand uh, in the pecking order. When I asked him the coolest call you got after winning the Wells Fargo, and it was SVP and PFT, and I only say that because I also called them and congratulated them. Wow. You called them. You called them during the Masters. You I, called, I called them on the eighteenth hole, <laughs> and that meant nothing. I know. Can you believe he blew me off at Augusta? And my dad. I mean, Jesus. Christ. I mean, your dad. Really, that's just. I know. Beautiful. I know. I know. But. At least he took the time to email me and apologize. I mean, that's nice to do during the biggest tournament of the year, don't you think? Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like look. I don't want to. I don't want to put myself out there, but like, yeah, I'm one to avoid people, and then quickly, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry I couldn't make your party. Oh my god, I wish you had a great birthday. I'm so sorry I couldn't make a blah blah. I'm like, I didn't want to go to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. This guy's a mensch, though. I got to tell you, Oma. Yeah. He really is. I mean, is there enough Homa to go around for all four of us? I no. mean, not the four of us. I mean, I mean me, this show, Van Pelt, Rosillo, and PFT. Billy, you want him to make a decision, don't you? You well, do. You really do. I can tell. I, I mean, can, you're up, you're upset. You're offended. I can tell you what the original plan was because we didn't yeah. we didn't really talk about this at the intro. It was going to be almost an intervention where PFT was going to join us and he was going to have to choose a side. Now, SVP would not have gone along with those shenanigans, I don't think. No. Um, and made Max Homa choose him or PFT or us. Big news. We'll see how Max does at the PGA this weekend, but big news because you mentioned SVP. Scott Van Pelt will join us next week on Stupidity. Ah. So potentially we could have Van Pelt get his former you know, co-host Rosillo on, get PFT on, we'll be on, we get Homa on, and we force Homa to make a decision on our home turf. How about that? Because it's our podcast. What do you think? Hmm. I think you make No SVP way any of that's pitch. happening. I think you make SVP pitch Homa. Why yes. you? Yeah. How about we all Why pitch you? Homa? How about we all pitch Homa? Or Homa pitch makes a pitch for us. How yeah, like Shark yes. Tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we get this done? Probably not. All right. Stupidity. <laughs>Duke out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.